Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those who work so hard for your money, and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, prosperity, and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now, live that life that you love, doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's about creating a life of legacy and purpose, because as you're blessed financially, you can bless more lives and that is the purpose of what we have to do here today. So again, guys, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for binging and sharing this show and talking about it with your friends and family and whoever else that needs this because we've got to create people that are financially independent. In fact, our goal here is to make sure that at least a thousand of you are financially independent by 2030. So guys, thank you for allowing me to create that ripple effect through you as you tune in. As a quick reminder, check out our, our YouTube channel, The Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. You can go check that out. We got all of our podcasts on there and even if some few bonus videos and things that I throw in there as well. So go check that out and subscribe today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and, and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cash Flow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cash Flow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I've got a special guest with us today that, uh, that again, you know, I... I couldn't say no, because I know you guys will love it. You know, I know she's going to be amazing for you guys. So uh, our today's special guest today is Stephanie Walter. Now she's the CEO of Airbay Wealth, a capital raiser, syndicator, and a real estate investor. Uh, she recently just retired and sold her insurance agency of 16 years by following these key principles that she uses professional that she also teaches professionals to use. She teaches professionals it's how to unlearn what most of us have been wired to think about money and re-educating people on attaining lasting wealth, much like what we talk about on the show all the time, right? Um, she's also a gateway between these professionals and well-vetted deals. She lives with her husband and young son in Colorado. So Stephanie, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So give us some background. Tell us like where, where you came from and where did the shift all happen for you? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, just like a lot of people out of college, I got a job, you know, with a, with a corporation and kind of, uh, you know, accelerated through there uh, for about eight years um, and kind of realized I'd gotten to the peak of, of where I wanted to be. And mm -hmm. my boss sat me down and was like, well, uh, you know, you did great this year. And uh, so you're going to get a percent raise and I something about that just clicked in my head and I went back and actually I just bought a house and talked to my dad um, at the time and was like dad I just you know I can't believe that you know I go and I work out two percent raises for the rest of my life like 
this is not what I envisioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was always, he was an entrepreneur. Actually, he was a second generation entrepreneur. My grandfather, uh, was sponsored to come over from Germany Hmm. and uh, work. And back then they were sponsored. And then he, uh, was able to start his own, um, several businesses actually in Iowa. So my dad did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided then and there, I was gonna, gonna, be an entrepreneur. So um, I got into the insurance business. And, uh, but I started investing in real estate, because that always my dad did that. And mm-hmm. it always kind of made sense to me, but I didn't have really any education on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to go wrong, you know, investing in the early 2000s in in Denver, but um, mm-hmm. eventually, uh yeah, I, it, 2016 came along and I was really, really interested. I was invited to a boot camp to learn about investing in apartment complexes mm-hmm. and just learn the whole concept of a syndication. And that sort of blew my mind at that time and just was like, this is it. This is, this is the thing I've been waiting for my whole life. I love the idea of like a group of people buying something that no one could do on their own and from there I just like did a deep dive and and did all the classes and learned as much as I could and completed my first syndication in 2018 Mm. by myself realized I never ever 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 wanted to do one of them by myself again and uh partnered with um my current partner, uh, and uh, he loves to find the deals. I love to raise money for the deals, and we're currently on our ninth syndication together. But in the process of raising money, I watched a lot of what the wealthy people were doing with their money and what they were focusing on, and it was completely different than what I was doing. Um, so I started making those shifts, actually taking my money and putting it into different places than where it was and focused a lot more on cash flow. And, and about three years later, I started doing all that in 2018. I, I just sold my agency in 2021 and mm-hmm. can all be retired, but I have, I think the same passion as you is I just want people to know that everyone can do this. Absolutely. It's true. I, that's, isn't it amazing? Like you take that shift, you go to cash flow, and, and it becomes easier, doesn't it? Yes. Yep. A yep. lot. And that was like, that was a huge, and a lot of it is mind shift. You mm-hmm. really had to, to change that. And um, once you see it that way, then it becomes very like, oh, the path, you know, that was foggy is completely clear mm-hmm. for me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's cool that you're on the real estate side because you get to see something that a lot of people that do insurance really never get into, right? Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that end up owning insurance agencies, they end up just, you know, doing the traditional retirement plans, you know, the 401ks and the IRAs and Roths and things like that, and maybe some insurance type product, but that's pretty much it. And you went and ventured outside of that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was actually, you know, it... I ended up writing an ebook um, that is directed to insurance agents, actually, uh-huh. because I was like, I want, because insurance agents are notoriously terrible. I, I just don't feel like they're, they are thinking like their, their agency, the sale of their agency is going to re, re, you know, fund their retirement, which nothing could be further from the truth on that. And so I, 
you know, wrote that and, you know, hopefully some, you know, read it and <laughs> we'll make some changes. What was the big shift for you that got you out of that accumulation mindset that's so prevalent and so taught to more of a cash flow mindset? What shifted in you? I watched, I saw these wealthy people and what they were doing. Um, mm. I kind of in my, I sort of knew it in the back of my head that something wasn't right because I was really, really focused on buying a property every year, every couple of years. And, you know, oh yeah, on paper, I've got great net worth, but uh -huh. like, I'm still like, you know, annoyed that I'm having to be a landlord and I'm just frustrated, you know, if something breaks down, well, darn it, then, you know, I don't have, you know, I have to go into my own money to pay for it. And uh, just like really realizing the, that wealthy people look at cash flow uh, over net worth all the time. And the moment that I, I changed that and was looking at what exactly is my money doing? Is it working for me? What kind of cash flow am I getting rather than looking at, oh, I have this nice asset and it'll be paid off in 20 or 30 years. And then I'll make a bunch of money, like focusing <laughs> on the cash flow right now. Yep. Um, I didn't have to wait. And that's, yeah. Once I started selling my rentals, it just became a, I just sold my last one in April and I couldn't be any happier than that. <laughs> <laughs> For, I know there's a lot of you listeners right now that you should be replaying that last section over and over again, right? Because Whenever we do an analysis of you guys, like that's the thing is common is either the money's tied up in, in savings and retirement plans or it's tied up in equity. Even if you have an investment property, it doesn't mean it's performing well, especially if you're on the Western half of the US, you probably have a low performing asset where you have a low return on equity. You could be making more cash flow today than you realize. So pay attention to that. That's a huge lesson that all of a sudden just accelerated her progress towards hitting that cash flow goal, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you're happier. Yes, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the, the topic of today, of course, that I really wanted to talk to you about, because again, you're in syndications and this is something that comes up a lot, right? Because like you said, you've been selling, you know, you had sold off properties. Now, uh, 1031 exchange, let's talk about that a little bit. Now, let's just cover the basics of 1031, right? Um, let's just go into that. Let's start there. What's, what's a 1031 exchange for those that don't know? A 1031 exchange is uh, what a lot of people that own properties, uh, rental properties can use to um, avoid paying the capital gains tax, not avoid necessarily, but uh, delay it. Delay it, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so a lot of people, they uh, can sell their rental property. It's a whole process. Like when you sell your rental property, you have have to identify three properties within the first 45 days that I think where most people get tied up and confused and I was one of those confused people too is that actually you can exchange your property for anything it doesn't a lot of people think oh it's got to be the same property like same to like right it's, it's, it can be anything you can exchange your uh, regular rental into land into uh, anything that's a real property into uh, industrial buildings into apartments into into anything like that um, yeah. so I felt I know personally that kind of limited me because I always thought well I don't really want to buy another rental property necessarily and um, just 
that that sort of that was definitely news to me but you you pick those three properties and then you do there's a time component where you have to you know close on that property mm -hmm. uh, within 180 days so right yeah yeah 1031 should be a magic word for all of you guys because you know the one thing we don't want to pay is taxes right right and the great thing about real estate is that they've created these little you know legal loopholes right these legal exceptions where you say listen if we can go and take the returns, not the cash flow, right? But if you sell a property and you make money on it, which should happen, mm -hmm. um, taking that equity, moving it somewhere else where you don't have to pay any tax on that money at all. And by the way, you know, what we talked about on the show before, when you're making cash flow on a property, you generally don't pay any taxes anyways, or very little tax because you're depreciating everything. So you pay very little tax on the cash flow. And then when you can move the equity somewhere else, you get you almost have this tax never type investment, or it's a tax later, but you can kind of delay it till well after you're dead, right? right. So that's a nice thing. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying, of course, is that you know if you have a rental, and and I know I've I've seen people like this, especially when I have a lot of clients in California, Texas, you know, places like this where they have this massive amount of equity, especially in the last few years, right? Um, the returns are dismal on these properties, yeah. and mm -hmm. so it makes sense to sell it so they can make a much higher cash flow. Right. So you're saying we don't have to move it and you know, we don't have to go from a single family, even to a duplex or a fourplex. We can even get this into an apartment building, right? Where you're completely passive, which, yeah. which is something that I've done, but yeah, that that's a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, what's the process of doing that? Cause I know you can't do that with all syndications. It has to be set up the right way. So how would they know if a syndication will allow them to do that? Um, I would say, you know, definitely to reach out to, you know, um, myself, uh, you know, there are certain syndicators that work with 1031. Mm -hmm. And especially it really kind of depends on the amount of money that you have to work with. But essentially, it's it's very simple. It's just really the structure of the mm -hmm. syndication. If you talk to someone and ask them, do they do 1031s? And they say, um, no, or um, let me check, probably not the best, you know, people to work with. But specifically for a lay person, you have to know that when you roll that money into a syndication, you take ownership of it as a tenant in common or a tick. Um, you can't just invest like all the rest of the investors. And this is probably much further beyond what most people need to know. Mm -hmm. But yes, there are absolutely syndications that take that. And here's a thought for people that do have a lot of equity. And I started doing that myself is mm -hmm. just what kind, just do the simple math of what, what are your returns on your cash flow? Then look yeah. at your equity and say, well, in our last nine deals, we've returned our investors over 20%. Um, annualized returns a year. So, you know, look at what you're doing and can you do better um, putting that money into a passive, truly a passive vehicle where mm -hmm. it's just going to uh, send you a check every month and send you a report so you can see how the asset is doing. So it becomes very attractive. I have a lot of people that don't quite believe it. They do their first one and then they start liquidating all of their other assets because it's just it's kind of a no-brainer <laughs> it is well and there has to be that that proof of concept and once they start to see that they get paid that's mm -hmm. when all of a sudden the reality hits and they say all right maybe i'm safe to pull money from other places but yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, I think it's great because I, I remember I had one client where he had 700,000 of equity sitting in his California duplex, right? And he was cash flowing net profit, $200 a month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. imagine, imagine what you're saying here. And again, there's no guarantees and every deal is okay. different, right? But say we do take about that 20% annualized return, right? I mean, that means 700,000 is not making 2,400 a year net, right? But now that 700,000 can actually make, and again, you could transfer it over tax-free. So you don't have to worry about holding any money out on taxes. You move that money over and now you're getting closer to about 140,000 a year versus yeah. 2,400 a year, right? And that's cash, you know, that you're yeah. getting every month as opposed to like waiting for those 20 years to go by. And another thing I, I have a lot of people ask me, they're, you know, because I get a lot of people that haven't heard about this and they're mm -hmm. like, well, do the, how do those apartments do during recessions? I mean, mm -hmm. like when the economy drops as we're all expecting it to do, isn't that going to, you know, affect those? And this is another mindset, mindset change, which is, um, the apartments are like buying a business basically. And yeah. so the value of this apartment complex is based on the money, the income minus the expenses. It's the really profit. quite simple. Yeah, yeah, the profit in it. And in every, if you look at what, how multifamily is performed through recessions, mm -hmm. they tend to actually do better um, during recessions because people are moving out of their houses. That's right. Now that's different than the duplex that man owned because mm -hmm. if say there's a crash in the economy that his, the value of his property is what a, what a comparable in that same neighborhood would sell for. Well, that seems a lot more risky to me than, you know, an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can be. Yeah. There's a lot more factors and variables there. And, and you're right. People will often in a recession downsize into your stuff. Now, if you have glamorous, super expensive apartment building, okay. Class a plus, right. Right. That's a different mm -hmm. story. But if you're dealing with like the typical, probably like you're dealing with what class B maybe or something e. like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you're dealing with more like what average Americans would be dealing with, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's a totally different story. So they would downsize into your apartment building. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, this is fantastic, Stephanie. I mean, and, and, and I think it's great because a lot of people don't realize they can 1031 into these deals. And so if somebody wants to get to know you and your stuff more, right. And, or be able to follow what you guys are doing in your deals, uh, how would they do that? You can um, go to my website, which is www.erbewealth.com. Um, from there, there's just an enormous amount of content on my website that um, just uh, the best thing I think to start is you can uh, download my report that I just put up about the five reasons that passive investing might be for you. And it goes over a lot of different reasons people don't think about, you know, when opening their minds up to this. And uh, you can be put on our VIP list and we send out, you know, webinars and educational content all the time because you know that's what we're wanting to do with our investors is a lot of them a lot of our investors are first-time investors because that's really my, where my focus is mm -hmm. um and so that's what we try to generate our our content to be useful for that's fantastic yep we're in this we're in this together i don't raise money or capital for any deals anything like that but 
I mean, that's the thing. We got to educate people that there is a better alternative than just the traditional, you know, hope and pray that, you know, the stock market doesn't tank right before you retire. Right. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Not to mention have to wait a couple more decades to retire because of it. Yes. Yes. Which we have seen. <laughs> I'm sure after you have an insurance agency, you've seen that quite a bit yes, too, because you're yep. like, I've seen those people. I've inherited those clients from decades of advice and look where they're at. Right. Yep. And there's, that was actually, there's, to me, it was very impactful to see the people that had done everything right. And then they retire and then they're really, really struggling. And uh, for me, that, that made an impact fairly early on uh, to where I, I'm not going to do it this way. Wasn't sure how I was going to do it, but I wasn't going to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely relate. That was me in 2006. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, again, Stephanie, thank you so much for being generous with your time and teaching us. This is great stuff. Everybody will put the, the website in the show notes. So you don't have to pull over, try to write it down really quick. We've got it right here for you. So be sure to visit Stephanie's website and, you know, get that information, learn, gather all the data you can so that you can become someone who is free, not following the norm. Because everybody that's doing the stuff they've done financially, it hasn't worked yet. So why would you want to follow that pattern? Do something that's actually been proven to work. Just like Stephanie said, follow what the wealthy have done to become wealthy, to become financially free. That's what we're teaching here today. Guys, make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.